now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. Yeah, baby, bring it on! Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. You're <laughs> devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, let's do some housekeeping before we play this game, which is quickly becoming my favorite game. First Very of all, cool. final hour of the show. Yeah. Live from the Auction Community Studios. Sweet. Uh, Jennifer Staples called in, so she has qualified to win Suns tickets uh, to Game 1. What up, Jennifer? Um, so, again, listen in the 5 o'clock hour today, and then again tomorrow at was 7 a.m. to 12 o'clock hour on our show and the 5 o'clock during Burns and Gambo. Okay, cool. So there's all that. Uh, also, do you want to talk to Tori Craig in about a half hour, 45 minutes? Oh, that'd be awesome. Right, we're going to do that. Tori Love Craig's going to join Craig. us. That'll be the uh, final segment of the show. We're going to talk to Andre Turney at 1.30 as well. Right now, we're going to play another round of this game that doesn't have a name. Okay. But uh, <laughs> The way, game has no name. The game with no name. Uh, ESPN did a thing. They did this last year, too. And we tried to play this game that we created last year. and didn't go as well. But today, we played it. And uh, earlier in the show, I feel like it worked pretty well. Yeah. So ESPN went through the, the drafts, and they picked out 53 different skills, and they picked the, <laughs> the best player at each skill, okay? 53 different skills. Yes, 53 skills. Think about that. 53. Okay. So we went through some of the pass rushers earlier. We're yes. going to go to some other positions now. Oh, okay, great. And the way this works is I'm going to give Wolf a position, and I'm going to give you two skills. Okay. And you tell me which one means more to you, and then we will fire off For the draft capsule. For that position. Yes. Yes, okay. We'll fire off the draft capsule, whoever ESPN had. I, I wonder what the skills are for a fullback. I wonder what the skills are for that. Yeah, okay, for what, some reason, what skills they do they have, have for a fullback? I don't have any fullback draft capsules you for some reason. you got to be kidding uh, me. Are you, listen, half the league uses a fullback. Take it up with ESPN. Okay, just saying. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go to receiver. You want to go to receiver? Okay, yes, wide receiver. Since I teased corner earlier, and then I was just going to blow that off and do receiver for now. Yeah. Uh, among receivers, would you prefer? <laughs> this is good. There's a few of these. Actually, this is going to be good. Okay, do you want best route runner, or do you want most explosive? Wow, give me a route runner any day over most explosive. Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State. The Buckeyes set the Big Ten receiving record as a sophomore in 2021, but only played three games last season due to a hamstring injury. During his record-setting season, scouts took notice of his ability as a crisp route runner, his body control, and his lateral quickness. In fact, former Carolina Panthers star Steve Smith says Njigba has a Ph.D. in route running. Scouts believe he can be a productive NFL starter, but they just don't have enough game tape to get a complete sense of his potential. NFL comp free agent receiver Jarvis Landry. Oh, wow. Jarvis Landry right there. (laughs) Jarvis Landry also was a guy that is a big play guy. Um, He can be that guy. From time to time. I I love that right there. Give me a route runner any day. A guy that runs those crisp, clean, 
good routes because they get open more times than not. So you went route runner over most explosives. Let me tell you what was behind door number two. And in fact, I'm going to play this one just because I know I love this draft okay. capsule. Okay, so behind door number two for most explosive was uh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Undersized at just five foot nine and 182 pounds with shorter arms and smaller hands, Flowers has an easy speed and a quick twitch to create separation from defenders. He's also a great route runner who's trained multiple off seasons with Antonio Brown. He may not be the biggest prospect, but is one of the most athletic. NFL comp, former Browns wide receiver Travis Benjamin. Okay, I love Zay Flowers. I do. Yeah. I absolutely. Um, love his is his explosiveness, but more than anything else, he's a much better route runner than I, I think Jared indicated right there. Well, he did say he's a he good did. route runner. He did say but ESPN good. doesn't have him as the best. Uh, yeah, route I know. Well, but I just I I told Jared anytime I have a chance to play that Zay Flowers draft capsule, yes. I'm gonna play it just because he really undersells him at the start. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got small arms and small hands. He's got little hands. He's T Rex basically out there trying to play football. Okay, all right, let's do another one. Do uh, you want to go receiver? Do you want to go? Can I just say this right now? I, I I need to say this. Neil Lomax. Do you know? who Neil Lomax is based on yes. right? Okay, raise yeah. your hand. Neil Lomax, of course, played for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Phoenix Cardinals and the Arizona Cardinals. I believe Neil Lomax, great quarterback, great mind, used to say, all that speed, don't give me a speedy receiver. Give me a good receiver who can run clean routes. That's what he wanted because he said, all that speed, all that does for a lot of explosive wide receivers is get them in the wrong place quicker. <laughs> That's all that does. He wanted route runners. Okay, next. All right, let's go to corner real quick. Okay, you can have, Wolf, you can have either uh, best press coverage ability. Okay. That's that's a good one. It looks right like there. it's going to be it answer. really, Let me really see if good. I can figure out another one. Uh, how about top ball hawk? <laughs> I mean, how can you choose? Okay, wait a minute, though. Yeah, I know, but we're talking about a cornerback, right? Yes, both okay. corners. I want, I want somebody that because when you say ball hawk, that tells me that you're 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 probably playing a lot of zone. Okay, and I want somebody who can walk right up over somebody and shut them down. Look, give me that press man corner. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State. If the name sounds familiar, don't check your ears. Son of former pro bowler Joey Porter, his son is one of the most physical cornerbacks in this year's draft. Porter Jr. vaulted himself up with the top defenders in the country his last collegiate season, earning second-team AP All-American and first-team All-Big Ten by using his frame worthy of shutting down big, physical receivers. He also used his strength to make receivers reroute and breaking up would-be catches. However, his lack of top speed and quick twitch reactions are part of his game that needs work. NFL comparison, Lions cornerback Amani Oruorie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's good. I, I love that. I love um, somebody who's got a bloodline. I was talking about this the other day, but there are many, many coaches who believe in those bloodlines. And not all the time, not as a guarantee, of course, but many times they will, they will search out kids that have that bloodline. And it sounds like you know, that's exactly what is going on here with Mr. Porter. 
Yeah, Joey Porter Jr. Didn't you write a song about him, or was that Michael? Porter no, that Jr.? was Michael Porter oh, Jr. Okay. Are you bringing that back if the Suns and Nuggets meet in the playoffs? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, just so you know, the uh, the door number two that you didn't open. Yeah. You could have had uh, Emmanuel Forbes corner out of Mississippi State. Okay. That was the top ball hawk that you passed on. I'm sorry. Okay. Do we have time for you to fire it off and play that capsule? We don't right have there? that sort of I'd time right now. But we're, okay. I think we're going to play this again tomorrow no. with with different names. Let's. Please, I love this. Right. This is great fun. Uh, the Foo Fighters are back, and they're playing Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater on October 3rd. General on sale begins this Friday at 10 a.m., so head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win some tickets. When we come back, how are the Suns feeling heading into round one of the playoffs? One of their players talked about that. You're going to hear what his mindset is next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. And the crowd went nuts, of course. Tori Craig is going to join us in about a half hour. Tori. Uh, Ish Wainwright joined Burns and Gambo yesterday. Before I play some of this, well, if I grab this drink, no, I've never had this before, and I'm kind of nervous. Wow, about it. it looks really nasty it from does, the outside, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I, I, it's a it's like mustard. It, yeah, it does look like mustard. Yeah. I'm about to drink mustard. I think that's great. It's right a, there. It's, I didn't have time to, to get like food this morning. I just grabbed really quick. It's a protein drink, but I'm looking at it. It's got all these like healthy sounding things like turmeric. Oh, yeah. Turmeric, I think. Is, is it really? Yeah, I think it is. I don't think Turmeric right. is what that's how it's pronounced. About that. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm the one drinking so, it. I'm calling it no, turmeric. No, it's turmeric. Omega 3. Are we on the omega 3. You can tell me that's pronounced differently, too. No, no, you nailed that. Is it really turmeric? It, it is, yeah. It's changed my entire life. Turmeric. Right, yeah. Turmeric. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Meanwhile, Tori Lavella just got thrown out of the D-backs yeah. game. They're, Did he? They're what? One nothing. I didn't see why, but. No! Yeah. Uh,. See, you're over here talking about this. Uh, well, gonna, I'm going to drink this while you talk. Turmeric. Um, okay, where are we going in this beautiful part of the program? I want right to mention now? the D-back. Is it hot? Is nothing. it spicy or something like that? I haven't that? drank it yet. It's cold. <laughs> well, I can see you already have. Of no, I opened have. it and dumped it, some uh, of it in the sink oh, in the break room because I wanted to Look see what that. the consistency was, and it's okay. very mustard-like. Right. Uh, the D-backs are up one nothing. Christian Walker... RBI ground out to drive in Josh Rojas. Dre Jameson is, uh, I don't want to say dealing because it's top of the third. But, <laughs> but he hasn't given up a run, so he's kind he hasn't of hasn't given up a run. That's good. All right, this is uh, Ish Wainwright on Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about how the last game of the season actually helped the second unit out. We just played against them, too, so we kind of like, like, it helped us out. It helped the second group know how to remove, how to uh, how to play against those guys because the second group just played against their first group, you know, but without PG and stuff like that. But it gives us confidence. It gives us um, a feel of how, you know, those guys played. Like, that was my first time playing against Kawhi. Okay, yeah, Kawhi right there. You know, I'm, I'm glad you got confidence on that one-ish. That's what happens when you're a young guy and you're trying to make your way. And I think we'd all agree, Ish is the young guy. What What is wrong with no, I you? I tried it. It's Are disgusting. You? <laughs> 
<laughs> you are killing it, the show. It tastes like all right. You're killing it. Mustard look. and cake icing. <laughs> if they were a drink, so part of me loves it, and part okay, of me hates it. You know it. what, Basin means? I'm going to do this. I'm just uh, in the not so beautiful part of the program. I'm going to take a picture of this and tweet it out. Is that okay? It's, it doesn't bother me. It's not me. like we're trying to sponsor it. It's no, never, but they're never going to sponsor us again. So maybe take a picture <laughs> of the back of, of the bottle. It's, Luke's over here ready to. Go. It's like I just drank mustard cake. Um, oh, that's so nasty. I, I do feel kind of stronger and more intelligent. Though, okay, so maybe well, it was worth it. okay, that's great. Um, ish, yeah, I'm I'm talking about Ish Wainwright. You want more Ish sounds? You know what I want, though, before you play the next Ish cut? I want Ish to go out and throw his body around. I want Ish to go out and be the physical presence. Oh, you want to bring in, you want to bring in Marcus Morris? Is that what you want to do? And I do believe Marcus Morris is going to play in this series at some point in time. You better believe it. You're going to bring him in and have him throw. You got Kawhi is going to get physical. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll just, we'll bring in the dog. Ish Wainwright will bring him in with the massive shoulders, the kid who used to play football, and let him play football out on the floor. Is anyone okay with that? I'm okay with that. I tell you what, I think people are going to be a lot more okay with it after about two games. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, hey, we're yes. getting pushed around. By you. You, might, you might be up 2-0 in the series, but the Clippers might be taking some liberties. Yes. Yeah, just unleash I could totally see that happening. I could. Uh, by the way, the schedule, the full schedule for the first round is out. So in case anybody hasn't seen it yet, obviously they play Sunday at 5. Tuesday is game 2 at 7. Thursday is, uh, is game 3. Saturday, game 4. Tuesday, April 25th, game 5. Uh, April 27th is a Thursday. That's game 6. And if it goes 7, that'll be Saturday, April 29th. So plan your schedules accordingly around that. Okay. So I do believe that we could see this go six. I didn't even think of that. Did you hear what Aaron just said? What? No, I did not. Game six, if it happens, would be during the NFL draft, round one. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) You just ruined Wolf's day. Just, oh, Here, do you you want some mustard drink? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Snort it. Uh, Here's more. Um, while you recover from okay, that, uh, yes. here's some Ish Wainwright. Look, that maybe they win in five. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't go right. six. Yeah, Suns in five. Yeah. Sounds We're good. Suns in five guy. <laughs> yeah, Suns uh, in four. I tell you, I am interested in seeing Kawhi Leonard against Kevin Durant. Just just seeing those two going up against each other in meaningful games. Here's uh, Ish talking about Kawhi. But he's a monster. But I'm, all due respect, like, I'm, I'm still a young player, but I, I respect those guys because those guys have won championships. Those guys know what it takes to win. Yeah, Kawhi is, we talked about this earlier in the week, he's the guy of all of all the stars, superstars in the league, you know, line them all up, however many you think there are, whatever your, your, your cutoff line is for somebody to be a superstar, Kawhi is in that group, right? He's the one that is the most deceptive, don't you think? Like, okay, LeBron, well, yeah, we know LeBron, he's one of the two best players of all time. Uh, Steph, okay, he's probably the best shooter of all time. You have yeah. all, the, all these different guys, okay, you know what this guy is, you know what Kevin Durant is, you know what Devin Booker is. Kawhi is like, he has these teams that you don't expect to win a playoff series that just keep winning. And he's even more deceptive now because he doesn't play half the time. But I'm assuming he's not going to be load managing in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know what to believe after Dallas over the weekend. But I'm assuming Kawhi's not going to be load managing in the playoffs. So 
he makes this a tough series. Yeah, I, I just love the fact that Ish Wainwright is not afraid to say I respect him. You know what I mean? That I'm a younger guy, even though he's 28 years old. He's still, you have to remember, he's only played 105 games in the NBA. You know, so he's still young, relatively young. And I love the fact that he's not afraid to talk about Kawhi Leonard and the respect that I have for a guy like Kawhi Leonard. And I'm still a young guy. You know, I that, that to me says so much about the confidence level of Ish Wainwright. And it reminds me of how important it was to be able to say it and speak it and mean it when you talk about the truth and respecting others. And how important that is. It says so much about you as a person, Basin Onions, if you're listening right now. It says so much about you if you respect others. If you put others first and think of them. I'm not saying Ish Wainwright is putting Kawhi Leonard first, okay? But the respect that he does have for other people is stunning. And every great player that I've been around is a guy that will respect those who actually came before Those that have been around for a long time, those athletes that plowed the road, metaphorically speaking, they end up respecting guys like that. And I think that's important and says a lot about the person. Uh, More from Ish Wayne right on with Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about how guys like Devin Booker, who we already we know this is uh, this is part of who Book is. But Kevin Durant now, too. Or telling the bench guys to shoot when they're out there. Is there a reluctance to shoot the ball when you're playing with no, guys like they, that? They tell us shoot the ball. They do. They yeah, tell but, you to shoot. But KD almost put me in a headlock the other day and said, "Bro, you can't cock the you can't cock the trigger and not and not pull it." I said, really? "I got you. My fault. My fault, bro. I'm sorry." He I was upset you. with you he for was not up, shooting. Yes, he was upset with me. It was a fast break too, and so you know me. I'm so used to seeing those guys pull up, and I'm like, okay, when I get in this game, I know what to do. I know not to shoot certain shots. Right. And him and Book, like I thought they were going to beat me up or something. They're like, bro, you can't cock the trigger and not. Pull it, shoot the ball. I said, I got you. So that's these guys are yeah, encouraging want, you to shoot, and, that, and that's that's one thing that that helps us out as a second group and everyone else. Like they want us to shoot. They they're like, Yo, if you shoot the ball. See how fired up they were when Darius Baisley. I mean, that dunk was filthy over yeah. the weekend. But the, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's weird. You get to a situation like that, and it's like, hey, who's on the bench? Uh, let's see, a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> but they're all just going crazy over what the bench is doing. What what Ish is saying right there sounds a lot like what Cam Johnson used to say, and even what Chris Paul said like a week ago. Devin Booker's on him to shoot the ball more. And I, I just think that speaks big picture. Devin Booker is a legit superstar in this league. And I'm not saying no no other superstar wants his teammates to shoot. But, man, Booker is just so much like you don't have to – don't think about it. Don't don't be like, well, I can't take the shot because Booker's on my team. He should be taking – if you got the shot, take the shot. That's the mentality of of the Suns ever since Monty Williams got here. Yeah. I I just wonder what kind of confidence that gives Ish Wainwright. When you've got guys like Devin Booker and KD, he's putting him in a headlock, trying to get him to shoot the ball more. Um, Man, I love that right there. I really do. What does that do for an Ish Wainwright? And what else does that look like? That is modeling culture, and that is including your teammates and letting your teammates know you matter. It's an open shot. Take it. I love it. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, season finale for the Coyotes tomorrow night at Mullet Arena. So how would head coach Andre Turney assess his team's year? We're going to ask him next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, the Arizona Coyotes have one game left in the 2022-23 season. It is tomorrow night at Mullet Arena against the Vancouver Canucks, and we are pleased to be joined, as uh, as we are every week during the season, by their head coach, Andre Turney. Uh, Bear, thank you for the time. How's it going? Very good. What about you guys? We're doing good. going well, Bear. Um, good, yes. You get 81 games into the season. You get you got one left here, obviously, tomorrow night. Uh, maybe you don't allow yourself to look back yet, but uh, has anything stood out to you that, that you've really been pleased with in the second half of the season? Well, there's a lot. I think uh, I have a tough time to answer your question with one thing. I think the way the team reacts after the trade deadline can be one, but certainly the way the team react after the all-star break when, you know, during that all-star break, we had time to regroup and recharge the battery a little bit. And I think what we showed after that, the energy we had, the, the pace we had and everything, I think take a lot of pride in that. I think uh, the, we showed what, when we had uh, energy and all of it, how, how good we could be. And obviously after the trade deadline, we had, we had a good stretch, but, uh, we 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 hit we hit a wall at some point where he became a little bit tougher in the last two weeks. But uh, I think before that we we did a lot of good things. Yeah, you know, Bear. Um, obviously, I'm a positive guy, and I shall always remain that. But the way that you're finishing here, you stumbled down the stretch. Why do you think that was? That's a good question. I think there there's a, a combo of thing. You know. Uh, you know, honestly, I, honestly, I think a lot of our guys, if you look individually, they hit milestone. They uh, they're really proud of their season. There's not many guys on our team who are not happy at what they did this year. So when you hit those milestones and then you you kind of achieve what was your goal individually, uh, and you see, okay, at the end of the season, we're not competing for a championship. We're not, uh, it it become a little bit longer. <laughs> for and you know uh, for that reason and others who I will uh, I will probably keep on myself but I think the guys at some point at the end they, they did not fight with the same uh, same uh, emotion uh, even if they worked hard and they, they compete and they try but we didn't have that little hedge we made the difference Bear, would you say this season that your team exceeded your expectation coming in? Uh, I will be honest with there, there, yes, because uh, you uh, you look individually, like I said, pretty much all our players, they had a really good season. So, <clears throat> sorry. It's tough when you start a season in any professional sport, you expect to have a portion of your player who exceed expectation, a portion of your player who are par with expectation, but there's a portion of par every year. You said they will be below expectation. You don't know who, but you know that will happen. You know, they, there's now one roster in baseball, football, hockey, basketball, who everybody uh, is at least par with expectation. That's really rare, and that's happened to us this year. So uh, I, I always want to evaluate the season – looking individually at our player and 
uh, having as many players as possible who uh, answer the expectation and play uh, at least par with expectation. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Turney, uh, Bear, I'm not going to ask for like your exact scouting report because that, that wouldn't be fair, but Ivan Prozvatov, it's been pretty clear that, that he was being evaluated and his first three games were great and his next two games were rough. How do you think he bounced back in these most recent two games? Well, he... You know, Ivan still have to keep growing, take maturity in the sense of, in the NHL, I, I always, with Schwabi, when I would go to coach, he, he always laughed when I say that, but that, that, that's the expectation. The puck cannot go through you, and cannot go under you. If they have to shoot around you to score, you need a quality shot. That's the job you have to do, and from there we can keep growing, positioning different stuff. What Ivan still need to improve it. The puck cannot go through him or cannot go under him. If they shoot around him and they score, good for them. They took a good shot. Give them credit. It's our job to limit the quality of chance they have. But he's not at that point yet. Bear, can you give me an overachiever that you would coach any day, all day? Can you give me that one guy who's an overachiever? Hey, uh, that's a good question. That's a really good question because... Honestly, we have a lot of young players who, it's tough to say right now, they are overachieving because I still think they grow their game and they still will get better. So, example, the number of points the player X did, did this year, it might be overachieving in a sense over expectation for this year. But I still expect next year to grow his game and even get better. The example, I won't take me chilling. Great season, probably above what we were expecting. But I still think he has room to grow, and I still think he will get better. And I still have high expectations for him next year. So it's it's not like if it's someone who scored, we'll say, 10 goals a year for the past six years, and this year he has 30. So you can say, wow, that was did not see that one coming. That's not really the case for us. I think Jack McBain is a guy who uh, needed to fight uh, through training camp to make the team. He made the team, and he has 10-plus goal. I don't know exactly how many, but I know he has plus, plus than 10, and he's been really good and had a lot of ice time and uh, was a key member of our penalty killing, and he had some time on the power play and so on and so forth. So he, he's probably a name I have in mind right now. Mm-hmm. I uh, was talking to Coyote said Coach Andre Turney. I, I, I'm glad you went there, Bear, because I was going to ask you about Jack McBain anyway. You know, everybody talks about Matthias yeah. Michelli, second among all rookie point producers, and that's huge. McBain is the leader among all rookies in hits. He's fourth in the entire NHL. He's one hit away from 300, and, and like you said, he does have the 12 yeah. goals. I, I mean, that's that's not the flashiest player on your team, but it, yeah. it seems like he's part of the core of your team now going forward. Absolutely, and we did. we knew he will be a good player, but you never know when it will happen, and it happened this year, and it's good, and I still think he has room. He's another guy who I will not put a cap on that and put the lid on that and say, okay, that's what he is. No, no, you still have room to improve, you know? If we talk about overachieving, the other name, Wolf, to answer your question, might be Yusuf Valimaki. You know, mm-hmm. you get a guy on waivers, you don't expect he will be your best defenseman yeah. at the end of the year. You don't <laughs> expect him he will make 30-some points. And he's a young guy and all of it. So you don't expect. And another name, talking about waivers, 
uh, Connor Ingram has been really good for us. You know, he's been excellent. So another guys we get on waivers, and he, he needed a little bit of time to to get uh, his leg under himself a little bit and get going. Well, he's been really good in the, on the last uh, on the second half of the season. So those we cannot hear sit in front of you. So yeah, we knew he would be that good. No, come on, we got him on the waivers. We knew he could play in the league. We could, we knew he could be a goalie in our league, but he's been better than that than just be a guy who can play in the league. And same thing for Valley. We thought he would be a good addition for our team. We, we thought he could be a, an everyday player, but he's not an everyday player right now. He's, he's leading our team in ice time every, almost every night. So, yeah, it's pretty damn good for guys you got on waivers. Barry, I just want to thank you so much for being as transparent as you have all season long, man. Thank you, and God bless you in the future. Okay, brother? Thanks, Bear. Same thing for you guys. It was really fun all year long. So keep up the good work and uh, looking forward for next year. All right. Sounds good. Thank okay, you, Bear. Bear. Thank you. Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Phoenix Suns are back in the playoffs. We're giving you the chance to score the hottest ticket in town, Suns playoff tickets, by texting TICKET to 620-620. You can register and then listen for your name today during the uh, noon, which is already past the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, you can still win then. Uh, during Burns and Gambo for your chance to qualify for Game 1 tickets to see the Suns take on the Clippers. Again, that's ticket to 620-620. And speaking of the Suns, how are they ramping up for the playoffs? We're going to ask Tory Craig. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right. We got Suns Clippers game one coming up in just a a few days here, Wolf. Sunday evening, 5 o'clock from Footprint Center. Best of seven against the Clippers. We got a couple play in games tonight, and then we got the uh, play in elimination games uh, coming up uh, later on this week, too, and see who's going to be the eighth seed. But, uh, yeah, the Suns, I mean, you you think of how last season ended and how long, if you're a fan and certainly if you're a player that was on this team last year, how fired up you are just for the playoffs to finally get underway. So we are pleased to be joined right now on the Arizona Sports Line by somebody who was on this team last year. Tori Craig is joining us. Tori, thank you for the time. How's it going today? Uh, No problem, man. Going pretty well. How about you guys? Uh, we're good. We're we're ready for going great. Yeah, we're ready for these games to start up. I'm I'm sure you guys are too. Um, how how different is it in your mind going into the playoffs this year than maybe it felt going in last year? Um, just just not forgetting what happened last year, the way we the way we lost that series, the way we lost that last game at home. Um, it, it wasn't ideal for anyone. It was the one of the most painful feelings you can ever feel. So just having that to, to, to motivate you this summer and, and this season and get back to it and knowing you got a chance to do something pretty special and, and taking advantage of it this time and, and learning from last year, um, I think that that's in everybody's head going into this uh, this playoff. So, Tori, your first-round uh, opponent, of course, is going to be the Clippers right now. Wh- what do you know about the Clippers? If you were to give us a scouting report on the Clippers, what would you say? 
Well, for one, they have a uh, they they're well coached. They have a great coach in in Tyrone Lou. Um, his schemes, his his game plans, his, his ability to adjust mid games and make adjustments from game to game is uh is pretty spectacular. He's he's been doing that his whole career, and then obviously the the amount of talent they have on, on the roster started with Kawhi Leonard, um, kind of head of the snake, and Norman Powell. He's been playing exceptionally well for them, um, just drawing fouls, his ability to get to the rim and score. And Westbrook, the the, the season he he's had with them, um, contributing all, all around, and, and then and then a, a bunch of role guys that, that's eager to play, that's hungry, that that can play at an elite level and, and and know how to win basketball games. So um, they're well rounded, and we we definitely have to to respect them and, and be ready because um, we know it's not going to be easy. We're talking to Tory Craig. You know, Tory obviously a big trade at the trade deadline to bring in Kevin Durant, and a lot of people are wondering if you guys have gotten to play enough games together as the team you are now in the playoffs. Do you do you feel like the chemistry's there and you're good to go? Yeah, yeah, I feel like the chemistry's there, man. It's it's Kevin Durant, man. It's not, he's not hard to play with. He can he can fit in with any group of guys, man. He he just makes the game so easy. Uh, he makes the games look so easy at times, and um, he, he just make it easier for everyone else on the court because he, he draws so much attention, and and that's definitely a luxury to have. So him fitting in, he, I, I don't think he's had a problem fitting in anywhere he went in his career. So he's no different here. Um, I mean, he he is who he is, and um, he he draws a lot of attention for guys on, on this team. And uh, like I said, he makes everybody else's job easier. Tori, to, to me, I would expect the Clippers to come out and try to be really, really physical with you guys. Would you expect that as well? Yeah, but that's just the nature of the playoffs, man. You know how it is. Um, teams just come out and be more physical. Um, they try to set the tone for them again, but but that's just with any team. And um, that, that's the way we want to do as well. We want to come out and be as physical and try to set the tone to them as well. So, so it goes both ways. But, yeah, uh, you expect that in the playoffs. You expect that in the series. You like that, don't you, Tori, though? Because you... Yeah, that's right on my alley. You, know. <laughs> you were a football player, I right? Wait, I want to... <laughs> Tori, how much did your football experience coming up through high school, how much did that help you today? Uh, yeah, it definitely it definitely helped a lot. Just, just the contact sport, their physical. But to be honest with you, man, when I went to Australia, when I seen how... Because those guys, they grew up with the rugby rugby background, so that's like football with no pads. <laughs> so playing playing basketball with those guys was like playing football. I remember my first practice, I was like, "What? What is this?" Like, so. Um, but you I, enjoy I, that, right, Tori? You like I enjoy that? It. I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. I was like, "We can do this. All this is legal." <laughs> so um, I kind of got my my toughness and, and brought that back over here. And uh, yeah, man, it's a. Uh, Sometimes I have to watch it though because in, in the NBA, man, it's it's, it's a touch foul league. Now you can't bump guys how you used to. You can't grab and hold, especially on on the on the top guys in this league. So you kind of have to, to monitor it at times. But I definitely like the physicality, <laughs> and when I get to use it on, on other players and teams, right? Who are we talking to, Tory Craig? Who are some of the other guys you expect to be physical? Then I mean, Jock Landale's obviously from Australia. Ish Wainwright's built for it. You got you got enough of these guys? Yeah, yeah, we we do, man. Even 
even to the point I've seen book get physical with guys. I've seen um, um, CP get physical and, and use his hands and bump. So I mean, we have the guys capable of being physical. It's just uh, it's just you have to be careful with that in the playoffs because everybody's so valuable, and and you don't want to get in, in early foul trouble or foul trouble at all. So we just have to monitor it and, and see what kind of what the rest that you get away with, and then and go from there. You know, so much of the time we hear about role players, and I'm interested to know, what do you think your role is on this team with the Phoenix Suns, Tori? Oh, man. I don't – that's a tough one because I don't I don't look at it as one role. I, I kind of look at it as doing anything I need to do to help this team well, win games, whether that's – Making 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 threes or making open shots or, or bringing energy when I feel like we're we're kind of flat. So we might need a steal. We might need a block. We might we might need an energy play to get the crowd into it or get guys going. Um, the flexions, fifty fifty ball, offensive rebounds, chase down blocks, all all those things kind of play a part. And I try to I, I don't try to limit myself on one role. I I try to just do all of the above on whatever lacking in the game to try to give us an edge or energy to, to, to get a win. Oh, Tori, I love that, man. How about this? Just be the best player you can be, right? Be the best basketball yeah, player yeah. you can be. That's your role. I, I love that answer, Tori. Yeah, yeah, just, just playing hard, man, competing at the highest level at all times. So I would say that's my role. Uh, we're talking to Tori Craig. Tori, do you, you guys ever just kind of look around and be like, yeah, I almost have to take a step back and be like, okay, wait, we have Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker all on the same team. I mean, nobody knows what this team's ceiling is right now, do they? No, we know it's pretty high, though, when you got those those guys, man. All those guys are, are, are Hall, of, Hall of Fame players, so it's like you kind of – take a step back and just look like, man, we really have these guys, but now the real work starts here. Um, we can't just, just, just sit back and see what we got. We actually have to act on and use the guys we have, and it's going to take a full team effort, even though we have to have those guys leading the team. It's still going to take all the Mitch guys, all the role guys to contribute and, and help win these playoffs, starting with the Clippers. Tori, so much respect for you. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Tori. All right, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. All right. That's uh, Tori Craig right there joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Of course, ahead of Game 1 on Sunday between the Suns and the Clippers. That's going to do it for us here today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, who had everything going behind the glass for Wolf. I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo coming up next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.